Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga Podcast. I'm Manu Fate, he's Stefan Bienkowski. This is the transfer show. Stefan, how's it going? Yeah, not bad at all. Um, just kind of reeling from bonkers transfer stories, uh, trying to keep my head on. Uh, cause I, I think I, a few times I actually bet on Twitter over the weekend just about the sheer ferocity and uh, quantity of transfer stories. We're definitely in silly season now, but you know... That's why we do this show, because there's so much to talk about every week, um, and we try and kind of break it down and talk about what's relevant, what's not relevant, and hopefully we can do that today. Yeah, I, well, we hope so. Um, obviously, beginning of the week, right? Um, trying to get our bearings straight here, uh, just going through some of these rumors on non-transfermarkt, some of it is quite silly. Then, of course, you have several reports. We should, this week, start with Bayern Munich. Let's start with what is concrete um, for change. Do something that actually does them does seem likely to happen, and that's um, Kim Min Jae. Um, I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, my Korean isn't the best. The centre back from Napoli um, set to join Bayern Munich. Um, this seems like pretty much a done deal. Um, Napoli have almost no control whatsoever over the situation here because he has an, an, an exit clause that's active in July, right? Uh, Bayern Munich have already agreed personal terms with the with Kim, um, who was described as a monster. Both you and I wrote articles on him this week. I for Forbes, you for uh, Transfermarkt. Um, you know, this is a very impressive player. Um, Bayern Munich kind of wrestling their way into this one. Man United also were, of course, interested as well, but they acted so very quickly in this. And if if they do get us across the line, of course, you know, nothing is official until player holds up the, the jersey at the, at, the, at the presentation. But, I mean, this is such an impressive piece of business when you look at the numbers. Uh, 47 million euros for a defender who was one of the most outstanding defenders in Serie A last season. You know, a league that in many ways, is, is one of the best when it comes to, to defenders. Um, Stefan, try and get this across the line. I, I, I also reckon there's going to be a few other pieces moving. We're going to get that uh, in a second, I think. But try and get this across the line. That's a huge piece of business done. Yeah, it is. Um, Bayern seem to... When it comes to such defenders, it's one of the few positions they don't seem too worried about splashing the cash. Um I don't know if it's just because they feel like they get their money's worth um, or maybe they just feel like they're very crucial members of the squad, which is no bad thing. Um, when you kind of dig into the details of this kind of potential move, it does strike me as a situation in which, um, you know, the player made the move to Italy just a season ago from Turkey. And I do kind of wonder, and this is just me purely specula speculating, that he 
maybe only agree to join Napoli on the very strict um, assumption that he would be moving on at some point and there wouldn't be too many roadblocks in the way of it because, you know, you look at this £45 million or euro release clause, uh, the fact that the agent is apparently getting €15 million Euros in terms of, or, or maybe even £15 million of that £45 million, um, and, you know, anyone who kind of follows European football in general will probably know that Napoli usually aren't in the habit um, of selling their star players uh, unless they absolutely have to. You know, you only have to look like Osman or, uh, um, I forgot the boy's name, actually, the Georgian winger. I, I can remember his name. I can never Bravazzilia. say it properly. Yeah, there Bravazzilia. we go. Bravazzilia. <laughs> um, I mean, they're going to, they would, they would um, you know, they do just about anything and sell those two players. We saw this with Koulibaly as well for a number of years. Uh, they only let him go basically when he was past his peak. So for them to sell Kim in this manner really makes me think that, you know, it was kind of like a deal uh, that had been made when he joined the club. And maybe they were quite surprised at how well he did. You know, um, I wrote a piece for Transfermarkt where I spoke to our Italian football area manager who, you know, knows everything to do with Serie A. And, he, and he's the guy, he's the one who said that in Italy they describe him as a monster uh, physically uh, in terms of how he plays. And... Uh, you know, he he didn't make too much. He didn't really um, mince his words. He said, "Yeah, he probably was the best central defender in the league last season, about well, this past season there." Um, so it seems like Bayern are really getting an impressive deal here, and it does kind of make me wonder where Kim fits into this team because if you kind of look at his profile um, and the kind of player that he is, and you know, I kind of put together some numbers for transfer market and. You know, I kind of said, um, you know, he's in the top 10 for interceptions, blocked shots. Um, and, you know, as Yatin kind of said, physically, he's a, he, he called him a monster. And I think what he means by that is he's very tenacious off the ball. Um, and he's interesting thing about him is he's not actually, his aerial, he doesn't um, attempt a, a lot of aerial duels. He's not like a kind of towering defender, like an old fashioned sense, but. He's actually in, in like the top 10, I think, for a percentage of aerial duels one. So he's a very smart defender. He reads the game very well. And I do kind of, when I was kind of piecing this piece together and I was kind of started thinking how this, he fits in at Bayern, I do kind of wonder if this is meant to be a kind of long-term replacement or maybe not even long-term, just an immediate replacement for Diot Upa Meccano because if you kind of look at the way that, that Bayern defense is set up right now, you've got... Lucas Hernandez, who may or may not be leaving, which is one thing, but if you look at the fact that, assuming Tuchel wants to play a back four, right, which is maybe a bit of an assumption, but let's just go with it for now. As things currently stand, is probably De Ligt and Upamecano back there. Obviously, De Ligt's not going to go anywhere after the club spent a lot of money on him. Um, and considering the season Upamecano's just had, where he had a huge or a high number of high-profile mistakes... Um, to the extent that, you know, you don't really want to kind of continue kind of bringing these things up for, you know, you, you don't want to be kind of beating these guys when they're down. But it got to the point in the season where you, I don't think it's unfair to say that McCann basically made himself unreliable to the extent for Tuchel. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone into the summer transfer window and said, I need someone reliable to take that spot instead of McCann next season. And, you know, we've already seen uh, the last kind of couple of weeks a lot of speculation about McCann being moved on. Um, and, yeah, I think that's a really interesting one to keep an eye on. Maybe, you know, this is all coming up because of the Hernandez stuff. 
and he might be replacing him. But it seems to me as though Bayern are far more determined to keep a hold of Lucas Hernandez, whereas, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they quite happily sold Meccano on to like a, a Premier League club who'd be able to, you know, throw 20 or 30 million euros their way. Because if you watch the way Kim plays and where he plays on the pitch, which is the right-hand side of a back two or a back three, that's kind of a Rupa Meccano plays. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcast. Yes.